tried. Okay, all right. <laughs> and what's the guy's name on first base? No, what is on second? I'm not asking you who's on who's second. Who's on first? I don't know. Oh, he's on. Welcome back to the season previews. Today we talk about maybe the best division in baseball this year, the yeah. NL East. Maybe. Certainly maybe. in the top Jordan. six. <laughs> Arguably, um, it is not the last, not like last place. One. Uh, Do you mean me, the NL yeah. Beast? The NL Beast. I feel like, yeah, because NL Best is maybe something for a different division, maybe somewhere yeah. along the line. Uh, but uh, yeah, Jordan made a talk. You've already heard him. The Ulster. What's up? And the Barnacle. Yo. All right. I'm Tuan. Hi, Tuan. And we start off with. Uh, the team that I consider to be my nemesis team. They've been winning uh, the division the last couple of years, including last year, the Atalanta Braves. Last year, they went 35 and 25. Ollie, who did they lose? Who did they get back? Oh, they they lost so many people. Um, so they lost uh, Adani Echeverria, Tyler Flowers, uh, Mark Melanson, Cole Hamels. Uh, Nick Markakis just retired. Mm-hmm. Um, Shane O'Green, uh, Darren O'Day, Charlie Culberson, and Adam Duvall, who was just not offered a contract. Um, and yeah. in in return, over the offseason, they picked up Josh Tomlin, Drew, Drew Smiley, and Charlie Morton on the pitching side of things. Uh, and they picked up infielders Travis Snyder, Ryan Goins, and Jake Lamb, uh, and outfielder Marcelo Zuna. Uh, let's talk about uh, Nick Markakis real quick. Uh, he retired, I think it was announced yesterday. He retired being, like, when he was still playing baseball, he was the fourth, um, he was fourth place in, like, number of hits of all active players behind Pujols, Cabrera, and um, Cano. Cano. Yeah, Cano. yeah. So, um, like, a sneaky good career, I think. 15 years mm-hmm. in the majors, spent a lot of it with Baltimore and then decided to like, okay, and now I'm going to actually join another like decent team. Went to the Braves for a while, killed the Phillies. Um, so yeah, happy he's out of the game. Um, yeah, they got Marcel Azuna for four years and $65 million. Uh, and he like, he was MVP caliber last year. Um, but I think it might be more of an issue this year that he's actually not going to be able to DH because his defense isn't that great, I think. No, um, but he can hang out in left field. It's not it's like probably going to be his. It's probably going to be a spot. Yeah, he's, he's not like awful or anything. No. Um, then they also picked up two pitchers early on in the offseason: Drew Smiley and Charlie Morton. Drew Smiley picked up for one year and 11 million and Charlie Morton for one year and 15 million, which was the same as he was, as he could have gotten if Tampa Bay took his option, I think. Was that also 15? Um, But yeah, feels Uh, like an overpay for Drew Smiley, especially. I just checked out uh, Ozuna's defense and last year he was average, but he didn't play defense last year. Uh, he played 21 games in the outfield. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, average is fine. No. Yeah. He has an above-average bat, though. At least Definitely. that's what I've been told. Definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he was... Uh, I think he led the NL in home runs. 
Okay, uh, so why people say he's bad at outfield is in 2015 and 2016, they played him in center quite a bit, and there he was well below average. Okay, so just don't play him in center. Don't put him in center. Put him in left or right, and he'll do fine. Actually, put him right. in left, and there he's about average. Put him in right, and he's slightly below average. Right. Uh, speaking of where everybody plays, uh, Barney, you've got their uh, their lineup in front of you. Sure do. Talk to me. Yes. What do you got? What so... do you see? All of these lineups that we're going to talk about are from fan graphs. They might change before the season. Who knows? Uh, mm-hmm. But we got uh, projected. They got Ronald Acuna Jr. starting it off. Ozzy Albies, Freddie Freeman, then Marcel Azuna, Travis Darnot, Dansby Swanson, Austin Riley, and then Christian Pache. In the center field role. In the center field role, uh, where yeah. Marcel Azuna will not be. <laughs> no, <laughs> probably not. Um... What do we think of this lineup? I think it's pretty good. It's so good. It's really good. They got an MVP in uh, at first base, uh, batting third. Mm-hmm. They got potentially one of the best players for the next coming 10 years uh, batting leadoff. Yeah, like arguably going to win a batting title. Yeah, yeah. probably. If it, if it isn't Ronald Cunha, then Ozzy Alpes will win the battle title. Um, he's uh, their second baseman. Also been touted highly, very highly. I think uh, he's, but like their offense is just like they're so good, amazing. They're really good. Yeah. Oh yeah. They got the young, thick Austin Riley at third base. Um, Dansby Swanson's great. Dansby Swanson's pretty great. He's been he's been a little bit less productive the last few years offensively. Um, he's also projected to hit two fifty uh, with three twenty five OBP, which is still like that's for a shortstop. Like a premium position. That's really oh, yeah. good. Yeah, that is. And then Christian Pache is uh, mostly known for his glove, I think. He's a, yeah, he's a rookie, though. So we'll see how that yeah. translates. He did, play a, he did play a bit last year, didn't he? Just a little bit. Yeah. I think he... he yeah. This team also came, like, was, like, one game away from the World Series. Mm-hmm. They were up 3-1, to one, I think, against the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, look forward to see how they build on that. Yeah, I think that these guys did everything that they needed to do to be the best team in the NL East. Everything that was in their control. And we'll talk about it a little bit later that they may not end up being the best team in the NL East. (laughs) Yeah, let's talk about their rotation. Uh, Yeah, but but they did everything that they could here. That's true, yeah. So their rotation right now, they got Max Fried at the top of it. Then um, Charlie Morton, Ian Anderson, who came up last year as a rookie and was really good. Yeah. Um, Drew Smiley, which I still think is a bit of a weird pickup for them. So last year, Drew Smiley um, was uh, signed by the Giants for a one-year deal for not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. He was also thought to be more of like a fringe starter. And he only pitched 26 innings last year. And he had a pretty good ERA, 3.42. Uh, but then to get like a one-year deal for $11 million, I think that's kind of an overpay in my opinion. Well, aren't they just kind of trying to, to bridge the gap until Mike Soroka can come back? Yeah, is, probably. Is, is he out all season? He got, he got, he got surgery the 8th of the 7th of August. Yeah. There's so, no, there's no, nothing. Yeah, I don't see a projected return but I, I think that that might be what they're going for. It's probably the smartest thing to it's, do. Like they just they just need 
a warm body. I mean, they they don't have a bad rotation by any means. No, I just don't. I just don't know why they went out and spent that much money on Drew Smiley. Oh yeah, yeah. When let's see who they have uh, coming up behind them, starting pitchers. Yeah, okay. They don't have that huge names. Triple A has some nice starting pitchers here. Tuki Tusan, Tuki Tusan, Tuki Tusan. I don't know. He pitched a little bit last year. Correct pronunciation. Tuki Tusan. The uh, um, the 13th ranked prospect is uh, expected to be in the rotation. Ian Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about him. He's like there. He slots in as a number three. He's a really good pitcher. I like Charlie Morton as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like one year for 15 million is good for Charlie Morton. Uh, and then they have Kyle Wright to round out the rotation. Um, yeah, I mean, the, if there's any holes on this team, it could be the back end of their rotation uh, until Mike Soroka gets back. Yeah, definitely yeah. agreed with that. Yeah. Um, but just looking at the uh, the pitcher power rankings on Fangraphs, and Drew Smiley is ranked at 83. It's so not maybe, bad. Yeah, maybe we're just sleeping on him. <laughs> In a way that uh, um, maybe the, he's... the real MLB scouts uh, are not. Who are we to decide if he's good or not? Yeah, he, yeah, he's projected for a four point three eight ERA, which isn't bad. Like that's pretty middle of the road. Yeah, and and it that's is. everyone except Kyle Wright is projected to do better. So if they can get Mike Soroka back, I think they're in a good spot. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, um, their bullpen. They got a lot of yeah, guys there. Josh Tomlin, they re-signed. Josh Tomlin is also a guy that can get back into the rotation. Mm-hmm. Or they can slot into the rotation. Maybe if Drew Smiley doesn't pan out or Kyle Wright. Um, Sean Newcomb. Bunch of guys yeah. that are good enough. And then they got Will Smith to close it out. They lost Mark Melanson, who was their go-to closer, I think. Um, so, yeah. It's just it's an average... Like, decent bullpen that you can trust, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that there's anything that, like, really stands out in their bullpen. Uh, they could maybe uh, be exposed there a little bit by some of the, no. the teams that can hit. But they're, like, honestly the best hitting team in the NL East. Yeah. So that's some, interesting minor league, some interesting minor league contracts they dished out was one to Pablo Sandoval. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he does not look very healthy, apparently. Uh, I've heard rumors that he's he, he gained a lot of weight in the off season, so yeah, uh, they were probably scared to go. Like they probably signed him, and then they were like, "Whoa, what's going on here?" <laughs> it's it's a minor league contract. Like if he doesn't pan out, he yeah. doesn't pan out. Also, Jason Kipnis, um, got him. See anything else? Yeah, I think that's about it. All right. I think that pretty much covers it. Yeah, that covers them. Um, their over/under is at is at ninety one point five wins. Barney, would you take the over or the under on that? Uh, I think they're gonna underperform that. So less than ninety wins. Yeah, I think they're maybe not by a lot. I think they'll maybe come in at like eighty seven wins or something. I think that they're gonna end up struggling. The the Phillies are on the rise. The Mets are just incredible. Or projected yeah. to be incredible. So I, yeah. I think that um, especially their bullpen could end up getting exposed. But we'll, we'll see what happens. All right. Ollie, um, over or the under? Ooh. Um, I'm going to go with under. I I like their lineup, um, but I think their bullpen leaves something to be desired. So they might 
they might run into a they probably won't run into a Phillies prob- level problem, but they're going to lose some games because of that, I think. <laughs> Let's keep that for later on. Uh, those problems. Um, yeah, I'm also taking the under. Uh, what do we grade their off season? I would say I would give it a, a C. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'd give them like an A minus. I think that in a vacuum, they did everything that they needed to do to be the be- the the hands down best team in this division. I just think that they mm-hmm. don't exist in a vacuum, and that's why they're uh, they're going to end up okay not being the best team. But they did what they had to I'll do. Like... Yeah, I'd say a solid B plus. All right, let's settle on a B plus then. I'll take the B plus. I guess you're right. They did do something. They didn't try to actively get worse. No, they I, I think some... that they, they did improve across the board. Yeah, uh, some just... older guys left, and they just picked up some other guys that are good. Yeah, I, yeah, I think like that they, they just like happen to share a division with one of the two teams that improved by the most this offseason. And like you, you can't really account for that. All right, let's move on. Uh, next up is the team that finished second last year. Your yeah. Miami... Marlins, Someone very Marlins, yeah, very impressive, very impressive. Thirty-one and twenty-nine record. Um, they were called bottom feeders by Philly media at the start of the at the start of the season. They rallied around that uh, that that call. They also just caught COVID and didn't have their entire team available for like the first two it, weeks it was, of the season. It was if the weirdest about, season that we've seen for a team in decades. Definitely, yeah. If you talk about last year being a very weird season. For them, it was probably the most weird season that it. Uh, oh, yeah. it's up there with the Cardinals, who played two g- games less than everybody else, which is also weird <laughs> to happen. Yeah, yeah, so, but that uh, that seems like not as bizarre as what happened to the Marlins. Yeah, like like we were in a pandemic. Yeah. Everyone was under weird circumstances. I guess we still are in a pandemic, but the fact that they had no one on their team, they just had a team of like at least what everyone considered to be nobodies, and then they just absolutely overperformed expectations, I think that that's, like, one of the more bizarre seasons oh, yeah. that you'll ever hear about in baseball. Like, that's that's one that'll be talked about in the future, and uh, it's certainly been analyzed to death already, so we don't need to get into their no. last season too much, but... Yeah, let's talk about who they... Like, what they did this offseason, Ollie. Who they lost, who they got. Uh, they lost also a huge list of guys. Um... They lost Brian Moran, uh, Sean Rodriguez, Logan Forsyth, Francisco Cervelli. Um, he retired, I think. Yeah. Uh, Jose yeah. Urania. I don't think I know any of the other names on this list. Well, Matt Joyce, Brandon Kinsler, and Jordan Yamamoto. Yeah. Are also, like, guys. The rest of them are... Are you sure don't... that's not Yamamoto? Yamamamu. How do you even get a Mew in there? I, I didn't do that. Did I, just, I do that? I put yeah, I put that in because I, I highlighted it because I noticed it. Oh my god! Yeah, there was a great letter mu in our notes. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Ollie, and who did they got to replace those warm bodies? Uh, well, they traded for both um, Adam Simber, Simber, Kimber, Simber. All right, Adam Simber and Zach Pop. Um, best name, best name in baseball. It's up better there. than Dick Mountain. <laughs> that's not a real name come on man uh they also traded for uh dylan floro and uh john curtis uh and in the free agent market they picked up anthony bass ross de what detwiller detwiler that De- that yeah detwiler yeah um adam du- 
Adam Duvall and Gio Gonzalez. So they did something. They did. Yeah, things. I think yeah. Adam Duvall is the name that that I think we heard the most about during the offseason. Yeah, I think that that's their best pickup. Yeah. Like one year, five million for a guy that is actually a pretty good outfielder and also has a good bat. Like you can't go wrong with that. Yeah. If they suck, they'll flip him. If they're good, they keep him, and then he like hits a bomb in the postseason for them or two. Totally. Agree. What do you mean if they suck? They got that fish magic. They'll be fine. Moving on, uh, <laughs> their uh, their lineup. Barney, talk to me. Yeah. Maybe also say the positions. Oh yeah, time. I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> uh, so leading off for them is projected to be their center fielder Starling Marte. Uh, batting in the two hole, their left fielder Corey Dickerson. Then their first baseman Jesus Aguilar. Then their right fielder Adam Duvall, who they just picked up. Uh, third base Brian Anderson, shortstop Miguel Rojas. Uh, second mm-hmm. base Isan Diaz. And their catcher, Jorge Alfaro. So, yeah. Uh, those are a bunch of names. Yeah, again. And that's. It's basically the same as it was last year, except for Adam Duvall. Yeah, yeah. except for Adam Duvall. Um, it's a very underwhelming team. It is. Unfortunately, I don't think Lightning's going to be able to strike twice with the Marlins. And I think that that's no. kind of reflected in the projections. Yeah. But. So two guys that might be in, that might be interesting to look at is um, Starling Marte. He's projected to be like a very solid like power and speed threat. Yeah, they're um, uh, projecting him to slash two seventy three, three twenty four, four twenty eight. So that's pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. And twenty four stolen bases, seventeen home runs. That's like not bad at all. Yeah, no, that's very good. Yeah. And I think I think this is his contract year. I'm just going to check real quick. Yeah, he's a free agent next year. So again, this could be a team that just sells at the deadline. They could sell yeah. uh like Corey Dickerson is in his last year, Starling Marte. I think Jesus Aguilar mm-hmm. could be No, he's two years away. Um Duval could be traded. I like Miguel Rojas a lot. Uh, he's really he's really a leader of that team. Um, shortstop plays good defense and like has a like gets on base at a solid clip three thirty on base projected to be. So we we um, haven't talked about their rotation yet, but do you think they could uh, at the trade deadline flip a rookie pitcher? Are you are my, you talking about are you talking about six? My though? favorite pitcher in the MLB right now. Yeah, are you I, talking I about love... Sixto, Sixto or Trevor Rogers? No, I'm talking about Sixto. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's talk I'm a about big their Sixto rotation. Fan. Let's talk yeah, about let's... their rotation. Uh, I got. There's a lot of names yeah. that aren't Sixto Sanchez, and then there's Sixto Sanchez. So yeah, they got rid of that's... Urania, but they got still got Sandy Alcantara, Pablo Lopez, Eliezer Hernandez, and then their big guy. We all love him. He was he used to be a Philly. I'm still very sad about that, <laughs> that they traded him away. Um, but he's looking to be an absolute stud. Sixto Sanchez. He's also projected to have the lowest ERA of all the pitchers there in their rotation. Yeah, it's weird. I, I um, guess because he's literally just a rookie, that they don't have him higher yeah. in the rotation. Uh, but what he showed last year was great. Yeah, and he, he hit, I think he has like one of the highest um, average philos. First fastball, he's mm-hmm. up there in the hundreds. First starter, at least. Um, he's ranked the number twenty-seven prospect for next year. 
uh, for this year. He's also their number one organizational prospect. It's just, yeah, I'm I'm really jealous of the Marlins that they got him. Are you jealous and of the Marlins in every other aspect of their organization, though? No. <laughs> I'm not jealous of the ballpark. ballpark. I'm not jealous of their owner. Uh, oh, uh, no, they have a new owner. It's not Jeffrey Lurie anymore. Anyway, uh, their bullpen is also it's, it's a bunch of bodies. We talked about some of them. They added a lot of pitchers. Uh, the one um, I want to highlight here is uh, Anthony Bass. He was lights out for Toronto last year. Yeah, talk. About, yeah, you 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 experienced him. Yeah, in so, color. Yeah, so so, <laughs> so what happened for Toronto last year was they had Ken Giles as their closer, uh, and then Ken Giles uh, decided that his arm wasn't going to work anymore. Um, so they kind of did closer by committee, and Anthony Bass was one of those guys, and he yeah he did his job and came out there and got some saves. Is Ken Giles uh, going to be back with the uh, Blue Jays this year? No. Is that a Giles doesn't even play for the Blue Jays anymore. Oh, he doesn't. <laughs> we've done your team already. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we've projected them already, uh, or like talked about them already. Uh, I'm just looking at uh, Anthony Bass. He had a 62.3 percent ground uh, ground ball percentage last year oh, yeah. with the Blue Jays. And considering that the infield of uh, the Marlins isn't that bad, it could be like an advantage for him as well to play in a. Yeah, so I, I think decent, the Marlins are like kind of a, a big, a bit of a confusing team this year because yeah, they don't have very high expectations. However, they are also a team that is coming fresh off of like really overperforming with a lot of these same names. So maybe we'll see that again. I think it's that would be interesting. I think it's doubtful. Uh, certainly over a hundred and sixty-two game season. But I think mm-hmm. that they're one of the hardest teams to predict in the NL East. So Probably I think the hardest team to predict in the NL East. They got a bunch of prospects coming through, though. Like, that, like probably coming up like this year. Mm-hmm. So you got, let's see, uh, Edward Cabrera, probably coming up this year, who's the number 62 prospect overall. Uh, JJ Blade, coming up late this year. Like, that's his estimated time of arrival. Mm-hmm. So what I think is going to happen is that if they're good, those project those prospects are going going to come up this year. Um, if they're not good, they might wait another season to bring up all the prospects. I think like this year is not going to be their year, but they're a very interesting team to keep an eye on to see what they're going to do looking at next year. Yeah, and the fact of the yeah. matter is that this is a team that made playoffs last year, and there's a lot of teams yeah. that on paper like look better that didn't manage to make playoffs last year. No. And they, uh, if I'm reading this right, they had a 1% chance to make playoffs last year, and they did it. Well, yeah, so this year they're also projected to only win 70, like 70.5 mm. wins. Um, I'm taking the over on that, but not by a lot. I don't think they're going to get a... Uh, they might. They might just get to 500. But not 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 more not much more than that. I yeah, guess. but seventy point five is still ten wins off a of five hundred ball. Yeah, yeah, but that's why I'm taking the over because yeah. I feel like there's a big margin here. Yeah, I, I think seventy seems about right. I would maybe put them up to seventy five. Uh, but like I said, I think that they have the biggest variance. Yeah, yeah, it'll be 
I, I want to say it's over just because I want to see it happen again, like, but over a full season this time. For the memes? Yeah. <laughs> like, they lost the we go to the playoffs, we win the World Series meme, so they got to pick up a different meme. Yeah. Just, like, make the playoffs when nobody thinks you're going to make the playoffs? Is that going to be their meme? Yeah. Okay. God, I would love that to be a meme. <laughs> just imagine. <laughs> All right. You heard uh, it here I'm first. Waiting. So I'm giving their offseason, like, a c plus because they didn't lose a big guy they didn't really add a big guy so they're just like kind of in between and it's also not really their season to start investing no yeah for the same reason i'd give them like a b minus yeah i agree with that same logic all right b minus then okay so uh speaking of teams that (laughs) look and have looked pretty good on paper and didn't manage to make the playoffs last year. Let's let's talk yeah. about those Phillies. Right. I'll Is I'll it... take I'll take uh, center stage here. Um, I'm going to talk a lot about them right now, and I want to preface this by saying I'm all in on these Phillies. I also never doubted them. Uh, they are definitely every waking moment. To... No, they are definitely the best team in the division by far. Um, I'm just going to go into it. So DeGrom would like a word. Uh, that's fine. I'll talk to him later. Uh, so who they lost? They lost Jay Bruce, uh, he who shall not be named, Jake Arrieta, Tommy Hunter, Jose Alvarez, David Robertson, David Phelps, and Cole Irvin. And the listeners who might have paid attention there might have noticed those are primarily pitchers. Those are primarily relievers. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing <laughs> because the bullpen was atrocious last year. So they got rid of a bunch of guys and they brought in a bunch of new pitchers, among whom Jose Alvarado, who they picked up from the uh, Tampa Bay Rays in exchange, in exchange for Clevenger, not the good Clevenger, just uh, another yep. body named Clevenger. The other Clevenger. Yeah, Sam Coonrod, who, is, uh, who pitches very hard, but also I think is a little bit of an anti-Semite. Sem- how do you call it? An anti-Semite? Yeah, I think. Or like something. He's There's something like... He's not a great guy to talk about. But That's not ideal. Yeah. No. They also um, picked up Archie Bradley, one year, six million, which is like, yeah, okay, good deal. Uh, they re-signed their, their catcher, Real Muto, for five years and $115.5 million, so which is $0.1 million uh, every... Um, Higher than the than the next catcher in average annual annual value. Okay. So let's let's re let's re let's re recap that. So Buster Posey had the biggest average annual value for a catcher before uh, Real Muto at three twenty three billion per year, and Real Muto wanted to break that. The Phillies didn't want to break like go all out, so they were like, "Hey, how about a hundred thousand dollars a year more than Posey?" <laughs> so. That's why it's 115.5. I like that strategy. I would love yeah. to be in a position where someone could just, like, for the feels, give me an extra $100,000 a year. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I have to think about that. Um, they also picked up Matt Moore for one year and $3 million, uh, who pitched in Japan last year. He's apparently, he also pitched more innings than every other pitcher in the major leagues last year. Huh. Matt Moore a, innings? He pitched, yeah, Matt Moore. Oh, damn, innings? <laughs> Matt, yeah, Matt Moore innings, yeah. 
<laughs> Thanks, Oli. You're welcome. I'm happy. I'm happy you're here. To I'm happy I'm here bring too. Bring this. Yeah. Um, we got Chase Anderson. Don't know a lot about him, but he's looked good in spring training so far. DD is back for two years at 28 million, shortstop. And then they also got uh, Brad Miller as like a bench bat. Yeah. If we then look at their lineup, it's deep and it's ridiculous. So they got Andrew, Andrew McCutcheon in left field batting leadoff, Reese Hoskins at first base, the old Bryce Harper in right field, JT Realmuto catching Alec Bohm, who's a stud. Uh, had a rookie, he was second in rookie of the year voting last year in the NL. Didi Gregorius at shortstop, Gene Segura at second base. And then uh, here it says Scott Kingery. I think it's going to be Mickey Moniak who's going to make the cut. Mickey Moniak used to be, was their number one pick back in 2016. He's having a really good spring. Um, so Hazley is, what you're saying is it's going to be Mickey Moniak after April, whatever. Oh, but he's already made his debut. Uh, so it doesn't matter. Doesn't it, though? No, because he already made his debut, like, last year. But was that, like, September, or was that, like, a full season? No, that was in September, I think. Maybe they, maybe they wait a little bit. I don't okay, know so then involves... it'll be late May. Okay, maybe I don't know if that still has an effect on service time. But um, the thing is, like, Scott Kingery, he's looking really bad this spring again. So he struck out nine times out of his 20 at-bats so far, which may not look good because it isn't good. And then um, they have Adam Hazley is injured. And then um, there is a certain guy who I talked about already and I'm not going to, I already like, talked about him a couple of times. I'm not going to again, um, we're calling him he who shall not be named and I don't want him anywhere near the roster. Um, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Not off the top of my head, no. Adubal Herrera. He is also in the running right now to get that center field job, but I don't want him. Editor's note, Odubo Herrera was arrested in 2019 for a domestic violence charge. Uh, the case was later dropped after his girlfriend uh, declined to testify. He is he's projected to be the front runner for the center field job right now. Tuan, I want to push you on this, though. All right. This lineup me. is functionally the same as their lineup last year. Yes. And they didn't make it to playoffs. But that wasn't the fault of their lineup. They had the they had the second most leads in the MLB last year behind the Dodgers. Sure. They scored a bunch of runs. It's not their lineup's fault. I get that they had a historically bad bullpen. <laughs> you, you are pushing me on this, are you right now? Yeah, I, <laughs> I just I think in a across the board improved and at least do you. Th- do you think that they can beat out the Mets and the Braves? We haven't talked about the Mets yet, I know, but do you, do you really like like think that they can be better than both of those teams? Because I think the Mets are projected to be like maybe the best team in baseball. The Braves improved compared to last year. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put my serious hat on now. The thing is, like, for the difference between the Phillies and the the Braves and the Mets is that. For the Phillies to make to win their division, everything has to click. <laughs> they have the ceiling to get there, but everything has to work. Everything has to go as planned. If it doesn't, there is not a lot of margin for error. And that's the difference with the Mets and the Braves. They have a lot more margin for error that way. They can have like certain guys not perform up the standards, and then <laughs> other guys will fill in. Yeah, because like 
obviously we're just starting to talk about the National League right now, but wildcard spots are also going to be a very limited resource. Like, someone in the NL West has to not win that division. Yeah. Do you, do you think teams. it's, like, like, how realistic do you think it is? Even if this team does perform well, how realistic do you think it is for them to make playoffs this year? Um, you're wanting to give, like, a percent chance? It doesn't have to be a percent. Just just give me, like, what you, like, really think, like, without without your hype. So I think, I think that they have an above-average lineup and an above-average starting rotation. Um, but then they have there's two other teams in the NL that uh, in the NL East that also have that. Mm-hmm. So it, I think it's gonna be it's gonna depend on their first month and uh, their bullpen. Their first month they will they're playing almost exclusively against the Braves and the, and the and the Mets. If they can get through that month, like maybe at 500 or a little bit more, mm-hmm. I, I give them a good shot okay. to still make the playoffs. But it could also just like explode immediately. Yeah, I, I, and, like I'm not trying to be down on the Phillies. Like I, no. I, I do think that like this this lineup breaks. Uh, like yeah. they they do have a good starting rotation, who we can talk about here in a minute. But yeah, I, I just yeah no. Like that, are they going to be the victims yeah. of circumstance this year just because the National League is so strong and the NL East is super strong? Yeah. Yeah, like I don't think they're winning the division, not over not over the Braves and not over the Mets. Well, yeah, you put and them in the have... NL Central and they win. Yeah, Probably. yeah, that's the thing. But they're also going to lose the, the wild card against against um, the Padres. Uh, well, so <laughs> or... they're yeah against the Padres or the Dodgers and yeah. whichever other team in the NL East finishes above them. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like if you put them. Even even if you ignore all of the NL Central teams, like they're probably projected below the Mets and the Braves yeah. and the Dodgers and the Padres, and that's a really tough position to be in. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I do believe that if they can make it to the playoffs, that they have an actual shot at winning it all. Uh, I think everybody lineup... has an actual shot of winning it all in the playoffs. Yeah, Baseball I, playoffs I mean... are a crapshoot. I know, I know, but I mean, I mean that in the sense that I think this team is great for a. For like a five-game series or a seven-game series. You think this is an explosive team that can? Yeah, this this team has like a top of the rotation, which we're getting to right now. It has Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, and Zach Eflin, and those are three really good starting pitchers. Mm. Um, yeah. and then you got like a bunch of four to five guys like Vince Velasquez, Matt Moore, Chase Anderson, and that's where the issues start to rise. Is that once you get past that very top-heavy part of their rotation. It kind of drops down, and the same with their with their lineup. Once you get past, um, let's say Alec Bohm, it's like, yeah, or maybe even Didi, like Gene Segura and Scott Kingery at the bottom, or whoever makes it. Like it's still it's pretty good. It's it's better than a lot of other teams. Okay, but here that's... they're also projected under the Nationals by two games. I know. So we're gonna get on that. Yeah, I I think that's I think it's yeah. a ridiculously low projection. But I can I can understand like the how do you call it like the, the doubts yeah yeah the doubts they're, I, and they're there um, yeah so I don't know much just, about like these guys' personalities but like Bryce Harper is known as being a streaky player so I, yeah. I definitely agree what you're saying about like this is a team that could in a very short amount of time really overperform expectations yeah so this but, team can shut this team can shut you out and hit 
like score 10 runs on you every every day of the week but it can also lose but it can also lose like not score any runs and like give up 20 for example yeah just like the extremes are extremely high there's no there's no middle ground and it's also going to depend a lot on how this bullpen which has been completely reshaped but how just how how that holds up yeah Yeah, i'm curious to see how that goes the bullpen is like still not great archie bradley is a great pick uh and it's it, like they're not projected to be the bullpen that the Phillies had last year, but I think that there's still a lot of question marks and a lot of doubts there. Yeah. So. Yeah, there are only um, there are only two guys in that bullpen who are projected to have an ERA below four. If they can all have an ERA below uh, like below five, I'm happy. <laughs> Just like no that's more where sevens. That's where but they're that's projected like such at, a but low that's, bar. That's still a bad bullpen. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like last year, if they had a competent bullpen, they would have made the playoffs. But they didn't, and they're still the same I team know. as they were last year, like with some I know. changes. That's why I'm saying like it's 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 all up in the air. I think Dave Dombrowski, who I hated at first, like when he was first announced as the new uh, president of baseball operations, I've since come around on him. I'm a big fan of him now. I think he's done he's done a good job. Mm-hmm. I think he's done what he could do. He basically had to resign JG Realmuto and he basically had to resign Didi. Those were two moves he had to make. So I think it's basically like the same team as last year, only with a slightly better bullpen. And that might be enough, but it could also not be. I think that the the big concern that I have for the Phillies is the one that we were talking about with the Braves, where they've made improvements, but the context of what they have going on around them has improved so much more that I think that it's hard to project them uh, doing, like having an end result that's significantly better than it was last year. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm giving them, uh, so the over-under is at 80.5. I'm giving them the over. I mean, they're going to um, win 81 games. I'm, I'm giving them an under. They're not winning Oof. 80 games. Oof. Yeah, not I'm, in this division. Yeah, I put them at 75, maybe. And that's only because of the division that they're in. All right. And the league that they're in. Okay. Uh, I think it's going to be so hard for them to go out and, like... Like, this this league has, what, like, five of the six best teams in baseball in it? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Maybe, maybe four of the six best teams in baseball. Yeah. No, that's true. I, I, um, I'd like to be surprised, but I, I don't know if I can... You don't think you will be? <laughs> No, I, I just don't know if I can like project that. I, I would like to see it happen, All right. but I think that it's like I, I think that the Phillies unfortunately might be victim of circumstance this year, and I don't yeah, think that that's indicative well. of them being a bad team or like having bad players or anything like that. I think that it's just like just mm-hmm. a stacked, stacked year in the National League and in the NL East in particular. Yeah. What What would you give them their off season then? Because I'm I'm giving them like an A minus in my opinion. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd give them a solid B. Like they they yeah. improved. They're absolutely yeah. dog shit bullpen, and like, like just just like I said for the Braves, like they did what they needed to do in a vacuum. Yeah, they get a B. The okay. problem is that the Mets get an A plus. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about the Mets. Yeah, well, let's talk about the Mets. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay, Barney, you can take it away here because I've talked a lot about the Phillies, so I'm kind of kind of sore now. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> throw. Uh-huh. And then, All and right. then scream scream when you're done talking about the Mets. Yeah. So the Mets have made mm. just. Uh, ton of changes uh they got rid of jake marisnik 
uh, Rick Porcello, Todd Frazier, Ioannis Cespedes, uh, Wilson Ramos, Ramos, uh, Ramos. Robinson Chirinos, um, Andres Jimenez, Ahmed Rosario, like a bunch of people. Uh, Stephen Matz. Stephen Matz. Uh, and then they picked up Trevor May, pitcher. Uh, James mm-hmm. McCann is a catcher. Francisco Lindor is like the big pickup, like top five player in baseball. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Picked up Carrasco. Easily top ten. Cookie Carrasco, Jose Martinez in the outfield. Uh, they traded for Joey Lachesi. Uh They picked up Aaron Loop as a pitcher. Uh, Jordan Yamamoto. Uh, from the that was from the the Marlins, right? Marlins. Yeah. Yep. Um, Albert Elmora Jr., Jonathan Villar, Taiwan Walker, uh, and Kevin Pillar. Like this is, they picked up so much. This is stacked. It's, Absolutely stacked. It's just incredible. Yeah. All right. Shall we? Shall we quickly discuss their main acquisitions? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So they got Lindor. Carrasco, that was their like their that was their like season breaking trade. Yeah. All right, that was like Hollywood. the trade of well, that was one of two the trades of the offseason. Yeah, it's it's probably up there. Ollie, what what's your opinion on like this acquisition? Yes, good. <laughs> Door hit yes, ball. more more. So it's one year for both, if I'm not mistaken. I think Carrasco is also for only for one year, maybe two. Um. um I think like the main question here is like, do they sign the door to an extension? Hmm. I think they're going to try to. Yeah, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a matter of will they try to. I think it's a matter yeah. of will they be able to offer something that Lindor wants. Yeah, he's gonna want Tatis money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. But the Mets are one of the biggest markets in baseball. And they got a rich owner. They got a rich owner. They're, they're in New York, uh, and this team is like very plausibly going to win the World Series. There's like oh, two. Yeah. There's like two teams that that these guys have to beat to make it to the World Series. Uh, it's going to be an absolute dogfight in the playoffs. Oh, year. I know. I'm going to love it. Yeah, and, and, and this is this it. is why I'm so worried about uh, the Phillies and the Braves both. Yeah, is like this. Uh, it, it's going to be insane. It's going to be There's so much fun to watch. Three different baseball juggernauts all in the NL. That Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of good teams below them in the NL East as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like the NL is like so stacked this year compared to the American yeah. League. Ollie, maybe talk yeah. to me about their their lineup then. Cuz cuz we've been raving about them. Where do, where does Lindor slot in? Where does James McCann who they picked up slot in? Talk to me. Uh, all right, so batting first and center, we got Brandon Nimmo. He's a, let's see, he's a fourth, wow, he's a fifth-year player now. Uh, yeah, could have sworn he was a rookie while. like last year. Yeah. Uh, Lindor is going to be batting second. He plays short. Uh, Comfort, Michael Conforto in right, batting third. Pete Alonso, the Panda Bear, batting fourth at first base. Dominic Smith batting fifth in left. Uh, Jeff McNeil of second base batting sixth then jd davis at third and james mccann's going to be batting eighth as a as the catcher that's that's a good lineup so i think the important question to ask here is among these players who isn't in the conversation for the best in their role Oof. 
Uh, I, I, I think, think J.D. Like, Davis. Yeah, I think if it is J.D. Davis, I think Jeff it's McNeil? Dominic Smith, maybe. James well, McCann. Oh, I, can't I think even say James Jeff McNeil because like, there aren't any second basemen around. Yeah, I yeah. think McCann is like in the conversation. Yeah, at the very least. Uh, I also want to point out that every single one of their eight guys in their lineup are projected for at least fifteen home runs. That's <laughs> absurd. absurd. This is this is twenty fifteen Blue Jays bullshit. Like that's this is stupid. Um, also. Good to point out that they had the best offense in the majors last year, on average. I think they they led they led the majors in on in like on base percentage and uh, batting average and such. God. Yeah, like um, like what they've done is they're... just improve on what was already an excellent team. Yeah. This. All right, and we got to talk about the rotation. Like while we're raving about this team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. All right. They got Jacob <laughs> Degrom, the best pitcher in baseball. Can we agree, yeah. Jacob Degrom, best yeah. pitcher in baseball? Yeah, yeah. Marcus Stroman and Taiwan Walker, like all three of those guys, are like a number one rotation spot caliber pitcher. Yeah. Uh, then they got Just David like... Peterson and Joey Lucchesi. Um, maybe not as exciting of names, but good. But yeah, good, good pitchers. Uh, but they, they, they don't that... need great when they have those when they have yeah. Degrom, Stroman, and Taiwan Walker. And then we all, we're, we're forgetting about the fact that two guys are supposed to come back, which are Carlos Carrasco, yeah, and Noah Syndergaard, and Noah Syndergaard. Yep. Oh God, just have you got have you guys seen Noah Syndergaard pitch with his shirt off? Yeah, it's majestic. <laughs> if you're listening to yeah, this and haven't Tuan. seen it, check it out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Tuan, we're not that straight. Of course, we've seen it. There we go. That's what I wanted to hear. Um, so, uh, looking yeah. forward into the future. Um, and th- this is like maybe the one downgrade for them this year, um, is that they don't have Robinson Cano. Yeah. Because he's suspended for the 2021 season. Whole season? 80 games. 80 I games? Think. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's serving another PED suspension. Um, and say what you will about that and its implications on his Hall of Fame bid, like, he he would help this team win a World Series. So if he's able oh, yeah. to come back in form, not be suspended, like, he's... Yeah, that so would make good. a good team even better. Yeah. Um, all right, in the bullpen. All your Tuan, you want to run us down this bullpen? Because, I mean, they're... They got the closer. They did get the closer. Uh, so they got Edwin Diaz closing games for him. Um, he's projected... He's power ranked seventh overall he's projected for a sub three era just bonkers stuff he had a tough 2019 Um, but his 2018 with the mariners was just he he was what two or three saves away from the all-time save record Um, this is this is projected for next year like 2.76 yeah yeah yeah. so i'm just saying like like he he has struggled in the last couple seasons but he's Mm -hmm. he's gonna there's a very good chance edwin diaz comes back with a vengeance yeah and then they've got Trevor May and Miguel Castro and Dellen Batances and Juris Familia. Uh, like, all of those guys behind him. Or in front of him? I guess it would be in front of him. Yeah, I'd say yeah. in front of him. Yeah. Um, so, I think the difference here is Familia and Batances as middle relievers. Do, these are two guys that have experienced closing games, mm-hmm. that, are, that are hard throwers, that have good stuff. 
and they're mm-hmm. only their middle relievers. And oh. then like, so that means that, okay, imagine that you have to face DeGrom and you chase him into seventh inning. That means you still have to get through Betances or Familia, then Trevor May, and then Edwin Diaz. You chased DeGrom in the seventh inning. Good job, guys. That was a win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then they're yeah. like, oh, but then here comes the brigade, like the stable of uh, guys that throw 98 and that if, have power sinkers. and just, The thing yeah. is, if you chase him in the seventh, you don't even see Betances or Familia. You go straight to Castro, then May, then Diaz. Yeah, ex- yeah okay. Imagine just get fucked. Chasing him in the fifth, then. Chase him in the fifth, and then you get those guys as well. Yeah, that, that's a huge win. It's just they're built, they're built as a play, like as a legit playoff team. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how many starts this year do you think DeGrom gets chased in the fifth or earlier? Because I think it's not. <laughs> oh, I think, I think like it happens one. once. No. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think like like how he's progressed every year up to now. Mm-hmm. I think it doesn't happen. This year is going to be the year where Jacob deGrom just breaks the laws of physics and throws 110 miles uh, an hour all right. every day. Is, is deGrom getting a Cy Young this year? Another one. Yeah. If he stays healthy, yeah. He won, Did he win last year? No. 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 No, it was, it was it Bauer, was, right? Yeah. yeah, there was... All right. There was, so is there he was going to take a year... Is he going to take a year off and, uh, and just win back-to-back Cy Youngs again? Because I kind of want to yeah. see that happen. Yeah, I think so. Right. Yeah, I mean, there, there are a couple other people that, like, there's so many good pitchers in the National League. That's the big, that I think is the difference between the National League and the American League this year. Definitely. Is the oh, pitching, yeah. is and the starting pitching in particular. Is, is deep. It's so deep. Yeah, it's deep because every team has, like, all of the teams that we've talked about, except for the Marlins, have at least two if not three really good starters yeah at the top so yeah just the well, also the, reason... the 22 year old like power hitting is also off the charts in the national league yeah <laughs> yeah just a little okay uh all right yeah this all right mets are good to not project these guys as the best team in the nl east and like they are mm. like legit contenders for the world series yeah. Over so under at, on 90.5. Yeah, I'm taking the over. Over. And I'd say I'd say this is this is the first team that we have to give an A to. Oh I'd boy. Give them an A plus. A, yeah, give them an A, a plus. plus. Yeah. Right, I mean like it. It, if plus. it is actually going to be a scale that goes from F to A plus, this is an A plus. Yeah, this is an A plus. You couldn't um, have done it. You almost couldn't have done it better than the Mets did because they filled up pretty much every hole they I, have. They I have. think that it is going to be tricky. Um, when we get to the AL West, or sorry, the NL West, because I think yeah. that, like, the Mets are probably one of two teams that had the best offseason. Yeah. The Dodgers were already think, the best team in baseball, so, like, yeah, I think, the, I think their the offseason Dod- wasn't as good. I feel like we can say this by now, is that the Dodgers are probably, like, a firm number three, and then it's, like, a close battle between either the Mets or the Padres. Yeah. For first, yeah, I think that there's an argument that like either of them had, I mean, like one of the best off seasons of the last five years. Definitely, if they also oh. would have been able to add Trevor Bauer, which they basically did, but then didn't, <laughs> that would have been probably the best by a long oh, run. Boy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so people, if they added Trevor Bauer, people would be talking about their starting rotation at, at least once the uh, Cookie and uh, Cindergard get back. 
yeah. people would be talking about them the exact same way that they're talking about the Dodgers rotation right now. Definitely. Yeah. Which we'll get Definitely. to. Yeah. But but first, like this is just a first. phenomenal team. Uh, yeah. Well, so the uh, the the big question for them is going to be we talked about it. There are like two other very strong teams with very strong offenses in particular uh, mm-hmm. in the Phillies and the Braves. So mm-hmm. it, it's going to be like, you know, clash of the Titans watching this starting rotation pitch against those guys. Uh, and I think that they could lose some games just because of like the, the magnitude of that. Uh, so I think that 90 uh, to 93 is like kind of a reasonable expectation for them. I don't think that we're going to see like a hundred win team uh, just because how competitive uh, some of those if other the, teams if, will be. The Phillies will take in, games off of them. The Nationals yeah. will take games off of them. The Braves will take games off of them. If they played in the in the NL Central, they would walk away with it, and they would win 110 games, maybe. Oh yeah. But in the NL East, any is just Mets or Padres or Dodgers in the NL Central, and the Mariners' record would be in severe danger. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, um, let's go to the last winners of a legit World Series hot take. Uh, no, that's not true. Um, so the 2019 World Series uh, winners, Washington Nationals, they finished, la- they finished last year bottom. All right, shared bottom with the Mets of the, at, the, at the bottom of the NL East. Losing 34 games, winning only 26. Ollie, talk me who they lost. But they got back. They, man, it, it looks like they lost most of their lineup here. They lost Michael A. Taylor and Kurt Suzuki and Eric Thames. Uh, Anibal Sanchez on the pitching side of things. Uh, Sean Doolittle. Howie Kendrick. Uh, sorry, World Series MVP Howie Kendrick. Heck yeah. Uh, Estrubal Cabrera, Adam Eaton, and Brock Holt. And Was he the World Series MVP? Howie Kendrick? No. No. I think in 2019 I think Strasbourg was. I think yeah, Strasbourg I, I thought was. Strasbourg won it as well. Yeah, Strasbourg was it. But uh, Howie Howie deserving did have the deserving go-ahead. World Series MVP yeah. Howie Kendrick. He hit that go-ahead home run off the right field pole. Yeah, in 2019 MVP of our hearts. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> also, that grand slam against Kershaw. Oh, yeah, wasn't that him as well? Yeah, I think it was against Kershaw. Um, um, who did they get in return? Not. So, like, not a whole bunch here. They picked up Josh Bell, Kyle Schwarber, uh, Brad Hand, um, John, I will not throw to first base Lester, and Alex Avila. Yeah. So, when I was when I was putting this together, the, the two lists, before it, I think before January, they only would, they only added, I think, Alex Avila, and it looked like they were just, like, not going to be very competitive. Mm-hmm. But then... Adding Josh Bell, adding Kyle Schwarber and Brad Hand and John Lester. I'm thinking that's not that bad of a team this year. Yeah. Maybe so, Barney, you can talk to me like what their like roster looks like. Kind yeah, of. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I will just like touch on. I'll, I'll start by talking about the rotation a little bit. This is another okay. like juggernaut starting rotation. Yeah. This has uh, the this has the big three. Yeah. Right this, there. This yeah. So we got Max Scherzer. We got Patrick Corbin. Steven Strasburg, John Lester, and Joe Ross. Uh, like, the only name that isn't, like, really noteworthy there, I think, is Joe Ross. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this is this is a powerful rotation. And this is this is why I'm, I think, oh, my God, it's so hard to say what I'm most excited for between the NL East and the NL West. But uh, 
I mean, this is incredible. This is just mm -hmm. like such a powerful rotation. Um, and I think that it's also really noteworthy that in their starting lineup, uh, in my opinion at least, and it looks like in the overall uh, MLB power rankings, they have two of the 10 best players, position players in the MLB. Uh, oh. So they've got Victor Robles uh, projected to lead off in center field. Uh, then their right fielder, Juan Soto, who just projected at 39 home runs, slashing 303, 424, and 594. It projected it does to be on base almost half of the time. That's I crazy. Pro That's projected crazy. the slug 600. Fuck. Uh, yeah, I, I think the one soda was shafted by the number nine overall rank by MLB yeah. or MLB. Uh, uh, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Trey Turner, their shortstop, also just absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal player. Um, Josh Bell at first base, Kyle Schwarber in left field, Starling Castro at second base, Jan Gomez catching. And finally, Carter Keyboom at third base. So the, uh, after after you get through Juan Soto and Trey Turner, there is a pretty sharp decline. Uh, Kyle Schwarber yeah. and Josh Bell, um, both good, not great. Yeah, I feel like this is the def the like the definition of like top heavy. Yeah, Consi like rotation and lineup wise. Yeah, um, they have arguably. Like one couple of the best starters in the game, they are arguably a couple of the best position players in the game, mm -hmm. and then behind that, there's just not a lot there. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is clearly a team that did win the World Series recently because they still have some of those pieces of just like an absolutely historically good lineup, but a lot of the pieces have gone away. Yeah. So this, yeah. This is this is a team that uh, that you know their window is closing, or has closed. Yeah, um, the the interesting things uh, other than Juan Soto, who is like, there's a good argument that he is the most interesting player in baseball. Definitely. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, like he has to fight Fernando Tatis Jr. for that honor, but yeah, and Ronald Acuna Jr. and Ronald yeah. Acuna Jr. Like the, those are the big three. Uh, we we could like uh, like I mentioned earlier, we could see three 22 year olds hit 40 home runs this year. Yeah. Which Wait, so, so if those, so if those three are in the National League, is that just an argument against the DH? Uh, like I can't name a player like that in the American League. Like Mike Trout is, he's a very very good baseball player, but he's just boring. Uh, I don't think Mike Trout is boring. I think that or the not, Angels not are boring. boring. He's team. not. He's, he's not, not flashy the way that they are. Yeah, he's not fireworks. Yeah. Um. No, I don't think that. Like, I think that all three of them are kind of an argument for the DH in the National League. What, because there'd be more people like them? Yeah. Or like more hitters? Like, yeah, we're, no one watches Juan Soto for his fielding. I think he's a below-average right fielder. Uh, I could have sworn he was average. One sec. Um, Soto. It's an interesting team, to say the least. I misspelled Juan Soto. I misspelled Juan. It's U-A, not A-U. I, I, I Jaun. Yeah. Jaun Soto. Um, yeah, so I, I think that the the thing that the Nationals are going to be doing this year is playing spoiler to a lot of those like really high-caliber teams because this is, because of their uh, their rotation and because of their superstars, 
this is a team that like can just get carried and like take games off of really high quality teams. I don't think that they're going to have the consistency to do it all of the time. Uh, certainly, if it's an off day for one Soto or Trey Turner, like that really puts them at a deficit. Mm-hmm. But like, like Juan Soto and Trey Turner back to back could just win a game off of Jacob Degrom, and that's like as good as you're going to get in the NL East. So like the fact that they do have the ability to do that, uh, you know, even their number four pitcher John Lester could keep uh, keep a really high quality uh, team to one run. Okay, yeah, uh, Barnes, you were you were right. He's uh, he was slightly below average in eighteen and nineteen, and he was well below average in last year. Yeah, like he he is a batter. And just uh, for for the listeners, Barney just dapped on the haters. <laughs> I did. The haters was just Ollie. Yeah. <laughs> um. Also worth mentioning, because I don't think that we talked about the bullpen. I, I don't think their bullpen is, like, overall super interesting, but they do have Brad Hand. Yeah. A helping hand. They have a helping hand in the bullpen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think that, like, yeah, they're going to play, spoiler, like, probably quite a bit. And, like, they, even if they uh, don't make it to playoffs, even if they don't even break 500, they're going to be the team, I think, that like drags the Phillies down, for instance, or drags the Braves down. I don't. I don't yeah. think they're going to be able to drag the Mets down. I think they're they're going to make it so the Mets aren't a 100 win team. Then. We can and agree I, I that they're. That, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I, I think that like that's that's what I have to say about them is that they're just like yeah. a, a they're they're a juggernaut team that probably isn't going to come out on top because they're surrounded by other juggernaut teams. <laughs> They're going to be a drag. That's what I was going to say. That We can all agree that they're going to be a drag. They might not be the most fun team to watch. Dude, they got one Soto. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. But he only bats four times in his game. So what? I know, but those, those four tune bats are often time. more interesting than an entire yeah, baseball just, game. Just tune in every time that he, bit, that he hits. But uh, yeah. All right. Okay. So, uh, do we need to offseason rank them? I would probably give them a C. They did some things, but they didn't like do a lot. Yeah, I'd give them C. I think they probably yeah. downgrade a little bit. Um, yeah. Though their pitching improved. Bit. Their pitching improved, and that's kind of the exciting thing because of just how how, how good, good the batting in the NL East is. So yeah, I, I think that like like in in terms of my excitement, that's what I'm really excited about is like having these these excellent pitchers go against like I don't know. Do you think it's fair to say that the NL East has the best bats of any division? We got Acuna, Har- Harper, Soto, Tr- Turner, Didi, Didi, Realmuto, Bohm, mm-hmm. um, Freeman, mm-hmm. Marcelo Zuna. It's deep. That's the thing with Acuna, all these. Yeah, like the, it's it's deep. It just keeps on going. Yeah. So. And that's that's the thing with this division. It's just that it's so deep. It's gonna be very interesting just to see like. I can't wait. What? Yeah, me neither. I can't wait to watch these games. All right, the NL beast. There we go. Any more? Any more thoughts, guys, on this division? It's just gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that the worst that they have, at least projection-wise, is the Marlins. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and the Marlins are super hard to project, and like they they surprised everyone last year. And if they do again this year, then suddenly like you have five teams that are in the best fifty percent of teams in the major leagues. If the could, Marlins can do that, could we see like I don't think I don't know if it's mathematically mathematically possible, but could we see a division where every team is over five hundred? Uh, you can have every team below five hundred. So yes. So that I mean, if we saw something like that, that would be really interesting. Yeah, oh, yeah I, their projection. I, oh, so yeah, we 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 forgot the Nats projection because they're at they're projected eighty four point five. Yeah, eighty four point five is the over under. I I think that's pretty spot on. Yeah, they're gonna win a I lot of games they... through a powerful rotation and two of the best hitters in the game. I think if there's um. If there's a change from that, then it'll be under, and it'll be because one of their big names gets injured. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll take the under, um, but only just. Like 84. I can see them get to 84. So here's my question for you guys, and I think that this is like maybe the, the ultimate interesting question to me. Who gets last in this division? And it, it and then if we ignore the Marlins, because I think that they're the easy oh, choice. Okay. I think they're the easy yeah. like like coin flippy kind of choice. Like someone has to be the so, worst between the Nats, the Phillies, and the Braves. So, like, what happens there? Based on the over/under picks, you guys think the Phillies will probably finish fourth? I think it's going to be the Nats. Um, yeah, it 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 is either Nats or Phillies. The so, thing with the Nats is, oh, oh go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So the thing with the Nats, I think, is that once they get to a point where they like where the season has no more like reason for them to keep playing, they will shed some players mm-hmm. and they will become actively worse. Whereas the Phillies have a lot of guys that are there for a while, for at least two to three years more. So they're much less likely to just tank on this season, basically because they want to keep all their pieces together. All right. So, so I could see the Nats losing a bunch of games, maybe at the start of the season, and then be like, okay, we're out. We're going to sell our pieces. And then just like ride out the rest of the season and yep. then finish fourth. That's so, my. Everything is good with the Mets. I think we can all agree that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what I'm kind of interested in is when I look back over some of these, these lineups and these rotations, I think that there's kind of like an interesting um, like, like rock, paper, scissors game going on between these other three teams where like the nationals have like maybe kind of a questionable lineup other than those two guys. Um, and the Braves have like maybe kind of a questionable start, questionable starting rotation, and the Phillies have kind of a questionable bullpen. And it's going to be interesting to see when when the games start getting played, like which of those things sort of ends up um, mattering the, most. the yeah. yeah yeah being the thing that tanks the team. Yeah, uh, I don't think it'll be the Braves, but like it, it is kind of a question that's out there. It's going to be Philly or Nats probably. Yeah. And I think it I could think be either one for, for either of those reasons that we just mentioned. Yeah. One of them is probably going to fall apart. Um, I hope it's not the Phillies, of course. Uh, that would be quite a waste of uh, Bryce Harper's prime to once again not have a winning record. Um, so if the Nationals fall apart, and this is just kind of like projecting trade deadline stuff... Mm-hmm. Do you think Juan Soto gets traded to an American League team as a designated hitter? Or do you think no. like there's no way that that happens? 
No, I don't. I think they're gonna sign him to an extension if they're gonna do anything with him. I don't think they can like. It would be it would be really silly. He's a free agent in twenty twenty five, so he's still on the books for like five more seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be a it might be a thing you do in uh, out of the park baseball. That's our that's our next season uh, next yeah, series. To, yeah, to, no, but, to kick but, to kickstart the rebuild. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, like I I could see like a like a team that has a lot of money, like the Angels. Um, you know they they are trying to like make a push at the trade deadline, and they have a hundred million dollars to throw at uh, the Nationals to pick up one soda. Like, yeah, do do they try yeah. to do that or the Yankees? Not that the Yankees need another phenomenal bat, but like just another outfield bat. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you know, maybe they, maybe they have some injuries like they have had in in the past few years. Like, I, I could see someone trying. I, I don't know if I can see them succeeding, but like if if it's, the Nats are like really sucking, yeah, it could be an interesting thought experiment. Just think about okay, what what package could be enough to get Soto on your team? Mm-hmm. Um. I could see the Padres having enough quality in their, like, still in their prospect pool to, like, make something like that happen. And I wouldn't put it past AJ Preller to put a deal yeah. together for Juan Soto. Uh, yeah, Vardy, go ahead. Wander Franco? No. No? That's so, that's so un-Tampa Bay. That, that is so un-Tampa Bay, but, like, I'm, I'm just thinking of, like, like prospects that, or, or just, like, trades uh, are from an American League team that could, like, get one Soto. I mean, like, the other thing is, like, the Mariners could trade away, like, three of their top 50 prospects. Like, uh, Julio Rodriguez and uh, Emerson one of their boring, One of their boring starting pitchers. Yeah, one of one of their starting pitchers who, like, like um, Logan Gilbert, like, regular, like, he's a starter who throws 97. Like, like, it... Are the two of those enough to pick up Juan Soto? You know what's crazy? He's going to be 25 when he hits free agency. God damn it. Juan Soto's about to pick up one of those 15-year deals, eh? Yeah, I think he's going to get extended by the... By the Nationals, I don't, I don't see them trading, but it would be, it could be interesting to like see maybe like have a, like for a future podcast, just think about like okay, let's take some of the highest-profile young players in the game and let's see what kind of package deals could be enough to like make him switch a team. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, we should test those theories out in out of the park baseball. Oh yeah. Okay, Let's see so, if we can actually get them. So like Tatis yeah. could get traded to the Yankees in exchange for the Yankees. Yes. Well, because of the money <laughs> that's attached Tatis to Tatis goes to the not. Yankees and the Padres become the owners of the Yankees. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. yeah, yeah. Let's wrap it up. All right. Thank you yeah, so much for listening. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Stay tuned. Uh, We're going to put out some more content uh, coming up. Uh, We're very excited. Um, Ali, please say goodbye. Goodbye. All right. He he didn't do the thing. Barney, (laughs) say, say bye. Bye. All right. And it's bye from me.